Hey, Spotlighters, Mike Cam here, the coolest guy in title insurance and your host of the Morning Spotlight Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We have a great guest that I know is going to absolutely blow you away. If you like what you hear, please smash that subscribe button and leave us a review. And remember, when it's time for you to purchase title insurance, there's only one guy you should be calling, and that's me. Check the show notes for my email address. And let's get this train rolling and start the show right now. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Cam, coming to you, as always, from the Spotlight Studios here in Morristown, New Jersey. Our guest today is a commercial real estate entrepreneur, podcast host, prop tech leader, and a CRE educator who seeks to inspire others who have a dream to build a career in CRE. His passion is to help those who have big dreams, whether they see themselves owners of money, many multifamily units, becoming real estate developers, or CEOs of commercial real estate companies. He has vast experience in the real estate industry from acquisitions, finance, and development, all the way to marketing and sales. He is Yishay Breslauer. Yishay, welcome. Thank you for having me, my man. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for coming on. So where are you calling in from today? So I'm basically, I'm based in Israel, believe it or not. I'm, that's where I am. Uh, used to be times where I was back and forth, used to, meaning my, my main, I would say, hub of work is New York, the New York area, the tri-state area. But um, for the past uh, year, uh, guess why uh, I'm here. Awesome. Yeah. So, well, so no, that's, that's from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool because that makes the show internet like we're international. So this is the first we had uh, two other shows that were or one episode of this show that was uh, a, a woman from Costa Rica. And then I was a guest on a show of a guy's show in um, in Wales. Um, so this is just another in a long line of international episodes that the morning spotlight's done. So it's, it's great. I'm pumped. So, awesome. yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about, because you're in real estate and you have a podcast. So I'm curious to know why you started a podcast. Let's start there. I know that's not usually where we start, but let's just start there. No problem, I'll, I'll no talk problem. to me about what the podcast is, and then we'll get more into your story as, as we, as we go along. No problem. As, as we say, it takes one to know one. Um, <laughs> So basically, it starts. Uh, it starts at COVID. I'm basically. Uh, I would go back. I would say to uh, around March last year when everything started. Let's go a little prior to that. The company that I was with. Uh, I was meaning that's a story of its own. We'll get to that. But uh, I was a CEO of a real estate company, two companies actually, and was very involved with a bunch of stuff. And at a certain point. Uh, what happened was that they decided they don't want to go so much with real estate. They wanted to stick more to tech. I stick to the real estate more and I had a bunch of stuff still to run and, uh, and had still held a few positions over there. And without getting into much details, once COVID hit, a lot of things changed within that company. And uh, it, was, it didn't make sense anymore to continue. And all of a sudden, you know, from being a guy who was basically two weeks in Israel and two weeks in New York, you know, all of a sudden I can't fly as you know, everybody knows I can't move. Everybody's at home. Everyone's quarantined. Actually the last time I was in America, I went to the APAC event. I'm a member of APAC and uh, 
And uh, I went to, to the event over there, you know, the policy conference in Washington was awesome, was incredible. And I think that was the, it seems, it was a year ago, it seems like it was 10 years ago, at least. Yeah. And once I got to Israel and, and everything started uh, moving, you know, towards a different direction. And, you know, I'm a guy who, you know, runs a company, have people, and I'm running between projects and everything is very, very, you know, on hand, online, meaning I have to be on site, to actually be physical there, physically. Yeah. And, um, and all of a sudden, nothing is like that. And, uh, you know, everybody starts, you know, everybody's at home and I'm, all I have is this crazy screen that I'm looking at and, uh, and my LinkedIn account that is pretty active that I always put posts on it, you know, just for fun and just for getting engaged, either it's investors or whatever it is, uh, or friends or connections. And all of a sudden it comes to a point that I start listening to all those ads that are talking about, you have to pivot because the world is changing. And of course, I'm a guy who knows how to do that. And that, that's who I am, basically. Yep. And at that point, everybody was talking about virtual, the whole virtual world and how to get into the virtual world. And um, at that point, I started getting, that's, again, a different story. We're going to get to that. But I started getting into the whole world of commercial real estate education. And following that, I was in a session where one consultant who, um, I started learning this whole virtual world, you know, the web world. And one consultant is saying online, she, it's a she, she's saying online, you should start a podcast. And I'm listening to podcasts, you know, real estate podcasts, particularly in order to just, you know, to hear what's going on, to educate yeah. myself always. And I said, you know what, I could do that. You know, I just don't know how to technically do it. So I started looking at all these, you know, tutorials on YouTube. What do you have to do? What, and that, that's how I got to it. It started more for fun to connect with people, but all of a sudden started getting momentum and I started getting real guests and real people and real serious, serious people on my yeah. show. And all of a sudden I became a real podcast and that's it. And I, I'm really enjoying it. Cool. So yeah. I mean, the, the podcasting world, I, I mean, personally, I, I love it. And then it just gives me a chance to connect with guys like you, you know, and there's plenty of others that ha are involved in real estate, have podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And I always love checking them out and listening just to kind of see like what people do differently. So you do a live show, which I find, terrifying, but I'm trying to do more live stuff. Um, but yeah, what was the, I guess the impetus about like how you started doing a live show as opposed to what I do, where I record this in advance and then post it later on. It's a great question because, um, you know, being on zoom so much and zoom, everybody knows, meaning prior to this pandemic, we went on zoom, not as much, of course, but we knew zoom. And all of a sudden uh, I said to myself, listen, um, meaning that's me talking to myself. Um, my main platform is really LinkedIn. That's where I am. That's where I live. You know, everybody has their own platform. Some people are Facebook people. Some people are YouTubers. Some people are there. And my platform has been LinkedIn uh, for a very long time. And I have my 20,000 plus followers over there, meaning it's pretty active. It's not like crazy active, but it was the most natural thing for me. And then I found out that, uh, you know, you have to actually have a certain type of activity in order to be able to be live on LinkedIn. It's not like everyone, just like on Facebook, you can just plug it in. That's it. Yeah. So I looked at a tutorial and they said, they, they meaning they have those ways to check if you're eligible to do it. And I checked and sure enough, I was. So I just started it. So that was the most natural thing. And that's why it started that way. Yeah. It was, yeah. was the best thing. Gotcha.
Yeah, yeah. I fun fact. It's funny that you said that because today's February 10th when we're recording this. This morning got my email that I was approved to go live on LinkedIn. So like awesome. I am now. You better look out because this morning spotlight and Mike Ham, we're on LinkedIn. We're going to go live. He's coming. So here, here he comes. Here he comes. <laughs> um, one more question about the podcast, and then we'll actually get into some of the, uh, sure. the you know, the um, the talk. But uh, the CRE Shark Eye Show is the name of your podcast, correct? Yes. What is Shark Eye? Tell, tell us like, oh, how you landed cool. on, that, very, on that name. Awesome question. Because awesome it sounds question. badass. I'll just say it. Yeah, it yeah, it's, badass. yeah, yeah. That's the purpose of it. That's the purpose of it. Well, I'll tell you exactly what, how it came about. Um, I wanted actually names, meaning the podcast didn't have a name. I was, it was just me in the beginning just talking um, and uh, speaking about commercial real estate. In the beginning, I didn't have any guests because I, have so, I had so much to talk about. And as I'm going there, I have those courses that I'm working on, especially I have this, I would call it my flagship course for beginners in commercial real estate. And I was looking for names for it. And all kinds of names came out. You know, I contact copywriters and stuff like that. They give me all kinds of names. And uh, I actually chose another name. It's called the CRE Launchpad, which is much better, obviously, for a course for beginners who are coming into real estate. Yeah. But one of them told me CRE Shark Eye. And, and I, I asked them, what is shark eye? Meaning, what, what's the idea? I know what shark eye. So they say you have to have shark eyes. I said, that's awesome because for acquisitions, meaning in real estate, you have to have a shark eye to get the right deal. You have to, you know, get into the right deal and, uh, you know, crush it, as we call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. right. So, shark, so then I said, I need a name for the podcast. I said, there it is. Yeah. It's right there. I think it's that's cool. It. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little jealous because it's cooler than the name of my show, but uh, whatever, you know. I'm not, I think I'm not I, comparing. I'm look, not comparing. Look, I'll, I'll tell you, just looking at your background, the way you look, and this, <laughs> that's much cooler than me. Look at me. I'm like this old guy, whatever, <laughs> old fetch. Well, you know, it's, it's all relative. You know, I mean, like I have to make up for the fact that my name's not as cool. You already have the cool name. So then you can kind of go like with the cooler route, you know, like the, the suit jacket, hear you. the whole thing, the books, you know, very well read, I'll, the whole thing. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So let me uh, talk to us about how you got started in commercial real estate. Like what was, oh, wow. how did you get involved with that? Okay. So that's a very good question. I was, uh, I would say I'm meaning, uh, I always, uh, you know, when my show, I always, when I have ladies, I'm very careful to ask them how old they are. Um, when I have guys, I have no problem doing that. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm basically 47 years old, meaning the summer going to be 48. And um, if going, meaning going back, I was, I would say around 35 years old and uh, I was, 13 years into teaching. I was a teacher. That's what I was. I was an educator for a long time. Um, um, I was, I, I lived in America. I lived in New York. I lived in Memphis first. Then I lived in New York. I was in education for many years. That's what I did. What did you and teach? I, had, uh, I taught Judaic studies. Okay. Jewish studies. Are you originally from Israel? I, I'm originally from Israel. Okay. lived in Memphis, then lived in New York. Gotcha. And then back to Israel, basically. But always worked with America, I would say. I mean, pretty much was always working with America. And at that point, and at that point, uh, I was my I, I was the age of thirty five, and I knew my finances are in bad shape. And I said, I need to change something. I don't know what I need to change, but something needs to change really fast. And a friend of mine is like, uh, you know is actually meeting me in the street and saying, we started talking, a very close friend of mine until today, we're very close friends. And he's telling me, hey, I just want to tell you about something. And he's also in sort of education. He said, listen, I read this book. It's awesome. And when it took this course, it's awesome. So what are you talking about? He says, 
It's called the uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and it's uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I said, "What?" And he started telling me about this, and I said, "Okay, cool." And it just sort of flew over my head. And then something happened. I went to play basketball with friends, which I used to do. I don't do it anymore. Too old, I guess, for that. But I used to play ball every every Monday or something like that. I think it was. And I I basically landed on my foot and I twisted my ankle in a way that tore my ligaments. It was it was bad to say the least. So I had to not work for about a month. I was in bed with my leg up and uh, and I got introduced to the world of YouTube, meaning I knew YouTube, it was a new thing, but you know, I started looking at it. And what I bumped into all of a sudden was this guy and said, wait a minute, this guy is that what my friend told me about. I started watching YouTube videos about this and make the story short. One thing led to another. I started learning about, you know, about finance and real estate investing. It opened my head. I took the book I read that I, I, you know, get, got into courses uh, in, a, in a local academy, like an informal thing. But I, one course led to another. Like it started with basic stuff with, uh, uh, you know, how to buy a condo, buy a, you know, single family home like everybody pretty much does. Yeah. And I always, I'm a guy with big dreams always. And I'm, I was like, this is cool. And the people who taught it said they're also doing commercial. So I said, can I learn that? Said, of course, you can register for a development course and for, uh, you know, financing. So I just went to those courses and I'm still a teacher. So after a year uh, uh, and, and change, I had this thing in my mind that I wanted to change careers. And I went to a consultant and I'm like sitting with him and I'm saying, listen, I just, I want to change careers. And uh, meaning it's, it was great being a teacher. I loved every moment. I love every moment, but I really want to do something else. I, I need to change things for, for the better, you know, for the future, better income, better everything. And he said, listen, you invest because I already invested. I already took the, you know, that step. But at that point, he's telling me, listen, you're an educator. You have a resume of an educator. Just don't do it. <laughs> you, you stand no chance. Just, uh, you know, give up, as we call it, you know. Uh, and um, and uh, truth is, it burned me up. You know, listening to him just burned me up in a way that you can't believe. And uh, But I was polite. I said, I hear you. But I said, I'm going to prove him wrong. I don't know yeah. how, but I'm going right. to do it. I called every single person I knew to try to help me get into something. And finally, actually one of my close friends had someone who knew someone got me to a very big company in Israel. And I got to the interview with them and they say, okay, you have some courses on your belt. It's the vice president of marketing and sales to get me into this huge development company, which is a, I would say global company in real estate investments. And, uh, and they needed someone to run their marketing and sales from North America. So I'm like, he says, listen, you have no experience in sales. You, uh, you know, to say the least, condo sales, you have no idea what real estate is, but you took some courses, you have some idea, you did some investment, but you have no idea what sales and you haven't been in the corporate world and, uh, and you want me to hire you and you are like 36 years old. What are you doing? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to start from the bottom and just, you know, give me a chance. And the guy looks at my resume and he said, you know something? I'm looking for you for three years. <laughs> I'm saying, what are you talking about? So he said, so eventually it came out that they were looking for a guy who would take and bring 
you know, certain type of clients to buy their condos. And those clients happen to be the, the type of people I was in, you know, in touch with for all these years. You know, I just didn't know that. Right. So I started doing that, did that for three years. And, uh, and that's a different story. But uh, that led one thing led to another. I went to acquisitions, got into real estate investment banking, to acquisitions, and then to to become a CEO of, uh, of that company that, you know, that I ran for an investment company. And we did uh, development. We did uh, um, both as GPs, as LPs, bunch of locations, bunch of sizes, anywhere from a $3 million deal to a $300 million deal, meaning we were in some places a big player. In some places, we were just an LP that raised capital and got to the point. But I had to, you know, lead that team and to do all those so that was a pretty cool ride, I would call it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's just so interesting because it just has like a, a lot of different stuff involved in it. And I'm always so interested to see how people that don't come from a real estate background, like like I don't come from a real estate background. I was a college baseball coach for five years before I started selling title insurance. Um, you know, so it's just like so interesting to kind of see like how people wind up in commercial real estate. And, um, you know, you mentioned that you were, you did some investing. It's like, what were some of the stuff that you were investing on in on your own? Okay, so it was basically some very basic stuff, meaning that was the first, I would say, the first stuff that I got into. Um, because when I got into the company, it's already been joining the equities that I already ran. So that was on a larger scale. But I'm saying in terms of um, the stuff that I did on my own in the beginning was very similar to single family homes. I actually got involved in some, in some uh, construction, which was a part of my home at the time. I built another floor and a half, rented it out, sold it out, meaning did all kind of flipping, yep. but um, and that kind of stuff. But it was pretty simple, straightforward stuff. Uh, but that got me inspired. I would say that was the beginning. Awesome. And then these companies that you were working for, and the one that you were the CEO for, I I know you were doing a lot of different jobs, and it was like the deal size were different. But there was there a particular asset class that you were working with? Was it multifamily, industrial? Was it really kind of across the board? So that's a great question. The second I started to go, um, the second I started to go uh, commercial, meaning on the side, the bigger scope, I would call it, I didn't have a real focus of where I want to be because it started actually with making connections with people who actually want to buy hospitality hotels. So I was forced to get into understanding numbers on a much higher level and, uh, and very, very early on. But uh, I would say that at a certain point, I got pulled into a firm called BDO, if you know. BDO is one of the largest uh, financial you know, accounting firms uh, globally. And in Israel, they are pretty much uh, you know, uh, one of the top. And uh, they needed a, a guy who does real estate investment banking. They wouldn't take a guy because they take pretty much only accountants. And I'm not an accountant, right. to say the least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, they wouldn't take a guy who doesn't know his numbers and doesn't know his stuff. And, and I was pretty much there already at that point. And uh, they pulled me in. And at that point, it was dealing with every asset class. To answer your question, it was every asset class. It was some of the words. It was from multifamily, obviously, to development, condo development, to hospitality, to retail. I had to, to office. I had to deal with every asset class on the face of the earth to bring equity in, to... to present this, to show that, to be involved, to be around the table, big players, to do all kinds of things. I learned tons and, uh, and very quickly I had to just dive into those type of, you know, type of worlds and to see that I can swim in every, each and every one of them. Yeah. 
Awesome. Interesting. Um, all right. So then let's fast forward now. And so we're going to get back again, but I didn't write any questions down. I think it shows because I'm literally all over the map with my timeline, but whatever, this is how I do it. Um, so, awesome. <laughs> so let's get into back. Let's go back to last year. So you're starting the podcast and you're kind of doing some stuff on your own. What, what was the, like, what started you to, to, to kind of take the entrepreneur mindset and get and start doing stuff on your own, as opposed to part of another, like a larger organization? So I'll tell. You, so first of all, it started I think with the fact that um, about three years ago, about three years ago, where I already was in commercial real estate, I was, I was not yet in the level where I came to be about you know a year ago, but I was I was somewhere. It was four years ago, I wouldn't call it, but at that point I was, um, I had I remember I put a post I put out a post on LinkedIn and I asked. Uh, I forget even which language it was, if it was in Hebrew or English, I don't remember. But anyways, I put out a post on LinkedIn and I was asking people, I had that passion. I wanted to do something for other people because I felt that just like I didn't have that support, I would like to support others. And I wrote, who wants to get into this field called commercial real estate and learn about it? And I would love to lead it and do all kinds of things. And people posted very smart things. And one of the post, one of the people, I don't know who it was. I can go back and check it out because I should be very grateful for that person who, and he said, uh, it's meaning a lot of people wrote, some people wrote awful idea. You know how people are, yeah, you know, right. awful idea. Yeah, some people some are people, terrible. Yeah. And some, and some people wrote awesome idea. I love it. Just let me know when you do this, all kinds of things like that. And there was one person who wrote like a very, very smart type of a post. And he wrote it. It was like just a personal note and wrote, um, it sounds great. And your background is awesome. And, and at that point, I was not yet, you know, head of acquisitions or CEO, you know, of a yeah. development company. And he's writing to me and he's saying, you actually have to play the game before you teach it. And uh, it was like, wow, that that is, that is, I have to, you know, some people take it personally. I did not take it personally. I took it as a, as a big brother advice. And I said, that is the best advice I got. I still have to play the game on a larger scale and be more hands-on, whether it's being in a company in a higher position and doing it. I didn't know I'll be a CEO or, or doing it myself or whatever. And then I'll come to get back to it. And I forgot about this. And then when COVID hit, as I said, I said, this is my opportunity to go and help others. Because if you would, you know, in the middle, when I was in the middle of acquisitions of two deals, you know, and I had, you know, running between offices in Manhattan and Brooklyn, I had, that was the last thing, meaning with all due respect to everybody, the last thing in my head was to educate people. But all of a sudden, when I sit at home and pivoting and changing perspectives and doing things differently came about, uh, I said to myself, this is my chance, this is my opportunity, meaning the, the, the new reality forced an opportunity that now I can become the teacher again. And maybe I could do the courses. And I became really busy with that, meaning I was busy with another deal that did, did not uh, you know, go through. And once that deal did not go through, yeah. because of all kinds of details, I said, that's it. That's what I'm doing now. I'll focus on that. I'll do it. Started recording courses, started recording you know, uh, you know, a whole, I would say, university type of a thing for commercial real estate beginners. And, uh, and one thing led to another, learned how to build online marketing and online pro platforms. And, uh, and that's it. And I'm mentoring young people and, yeah. uh, and helping them uh, making it into the world, not yeah. only young people, but mostly. 
Right. That's awesome. Um, so tell me what a CRE course is. Cause I see stuff like on LinkedIn and, and different things like different colleges have CRE courses. I know right. people that are like have a master's degree in commercial real estate. I know right. that, that this isn't necessarily that, but I mean, I'm looking on your website over here and I have, you know, like I'm seeing courses and like what they're about. So tell me like what the courses help you achieve. Okay, cool. So um, that's a very good question because when it goes back, it goes back to, um, and that's a, that actually this question was the question that I had to ask myself. Yeah. What meaning there's so much, you know, you, you're in commercial real estate also. Right. So, I'm, I'm, you know, you could ask myself, it's a huge world. What in the world should I teach? It's so big. Right. And uh, you could, you could say, okay, I'll teach people how to do net lease. Right. Or I'll teach people how to read numbers. Oh, but that's not enough. Maybe I'll teach people about, uh, about multifamily, uh, about development. It's, it's a crazy, huge world. Raising capital, financing, endless, right? Yeah. So the way I approach uh, commercial real estate would be, depends where you are in, in terms of where, where you are in that career path of yours, all right? Okay. Yep. So for instance, for me today, I'm always learning. I'm always learning. So I'm in the middle of reading a book because that's my passion. Uh, meaning it happens to be that this, asset class got bombarded by the pandemic and that's hospitality. But I have this dream, I guess, since I was young, you know, I love resorts. So I'm, I'm reading everything. Uh, that, that's my school now, my personal school. I'm learning about resort development in details, meaning yeah. that's what I'm, I don't know if I'll do it or not, but I want to know everything about it because I love it. I, I enjoy it. But that's where I am in my career path, meaning I can join any company and say, okay, I want to see if we can build the resorts in, in I don't know, in Hawaii. I, I'm, I'm already there. I don't have experience doing it, but I have enough knowledge to dive in and start helping out with that. But um, when it comes to uh, a beginner, there's so, again, there's so much, how did they get in? So the way I created it was the way pretty much I asked people, how would you like to know? So the first thing people, when you ask those people who don't know much, and, and I'm sure that your listeners that are listening now, I want to say, I know exactly what I want to know if, they, if, they, if they're there. Yeah. I want to know the numbers. That's the first thing people want to feel confidence with. But the numbers are a huge part of one thing that is a part of a much bigger scope, right? Right. Because you have the numbers, and then you have different asset classes, and then you have the deal types, whether you're getting into core plus, you know, income producing type of deals or value add or development. And then you have, and then you have those segments of acquisitions. What is the process? Then you have the development or rehabbing. What do you do? And then you have raising capital, how you start it, how you do it. So I said to myself, let's start with uh, this basic crash course to give people a good feeling. You know, yeah. I know some numbers. I know what I, you know, IRR is and all that stuff, you know, uh, the NOI, IRR, cap rate. You know, people will feel, oh, I know something. To give them an idea of what a step-by-step -step career should be, to give them an idea of how a deal is structured and some more nuggets. So I created something that is a crash course. Like in two weeks, they can get to know something and feel confident. But then once... Uh, I don't know if you know that, you know, you probably know it yourself when you got into real estate, the second, you know, something you say, Oh, cool. Now I know it. Oh my gosh. But then you like find out and you like, you get, you get this understanding that how much don't I know now? Yeah. Meaning, 
It's like, right. That's oh, the thing. Like you, you said, the world of commercial real estate is so big. Like I sell title insurance, right? So for me, it's like one small microcosm of this world that is so big. And when I started and like introduced, getting introduced to different people through networking and all that kind of stuff, I was like, oh my God, like there's so much involved with this industry that I didn't even know existed. And I, it was exactly. like a crash course for me because I had to like learn like how I'm going to take like a real estate broker who does industrial properties or net lease stuff or whatever and introduce them to the right commercial real estate attorney that does whatever. So, um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. So sorry to cut you off, but I just needed no, to no, jump so it's, in. It's exa- it's exa- that's exactly it. So, so when I looked at all that stuff, once I asked all these people who are in the beginnings phase of that, I started, you know, remembering where I was. And I would say the next step after getting some confidence and getting that good feeling, but then the scary feeling of, I don't know enough, I created the full blast course that basically goes through every topic on the face of the earth that is connected to commercial real estate, but in sort of a nutshell. So asset classes, what are they? Why are they different? Leases, type of leases, then to go through the idea of the world of development and so on and so forth, meaning the numbers getting into deeper, you know, some exercise, getting them some performance to play with basic level, but already being really interactive with the numbers and to understand what's going on. So the idea of that second course, meaning in my mind was um, what would get people to be able in the shortest way without paying a fortune for a graduate school, you know, which you have amazing grad schools, by the way. I know, yeah. I know who's teaching real estate. It's amazing, amazing programs, but they're very specific related. And, and you could go for years and paying a fortune. In, so I, I said, how can I create in the shortest amount of time, the least amount of money for people to pay to be able to, to, to just start a career right after, to yeah. be able to get an interview saying, listen, I'm, I'll have an entry job. Here are my basics. That's what I know. I can do this and this and this and, and just get me started with management, with this expedite, you know, being an expedite, whatever it is, just an entry job. But they have enough. They can get the lingo. They can communicate through that. So that's was the, the, you know, the purpose of that. that that's, what, that's what I had in my head when I, when I went through this whole thing. Right. All right. So, so as somebody that, that teaches courses on commercial real estate, as somebody that, you know, went through his own career path, um, you know, coming from being a teacher now in commercial real estate, now doing something like that, I think almost combines the two. Um, yeah. A lot of the listeners that I have of this show are between the ages of like 25 and 35. So a lot of them are new to real estate um, or interested in getting involved in real estate, all that kind of stuff. Um, so what are maybe some tips? They don't have to be actual course crash course stuff, but maybe right. just some tips to actually get yourself started aside is, from checking out your courses and maybe buying them. No, that's, that's <laughs> it, you know, it, it, that would be awesome. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but the, you know, the idea is to get educated. That is the first thing, whether, you know, now with me, okay, great. doesn't matter. The idea is to, to get educated just like I did because, um, there is a way to get self-education on that. That's what I did. I didn't have those courses there. I, I mean, I met with a family friend at the time. It was, it was pretty, you know, it, it's, it's a big, it's one of the largest real estate guys. And he said, yeah, go to grad school. You have to go to NYU Shack, one of the top schools for real estate, probably the top. And I said, you know what? I'm flying back and forth. I have five kids. I'm, uh, I can't pay it. I don't have time for it. I can't pay it. It's, yeah. it, would, it would be great. What do I do? So, of course, anyone who does that, the, meaning a tip that would be from my time then would be to read books, 
you know, to, to watch as many tutorials as you can to, because it was not available. Today already you have the educational systems are already so available out there. And right, there are not as many, I would say CRE, commercial real estate courses to do that. But, the, you know, there, there are a lot of real estate courses. So let's say a, por- a person who go, wants to start up, I would, I would start with educating yourself with the basics. Doesn't matter how and when and where and with who, but to get yourself really acquainted with the best, you can't be clueless. You can't be clueless. It's like going to, to a hardware store and say, hey guys, uh, do you have an Apple? You know, uh, you, you, you can't do that. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not happening. Right. Uh, and in real estate people, if, if you say the, the wrong stuff, you don't have to be a, a super genius, but then, you know, we learn every day new terms, even today. But I'm saying to go into a real estate organization, especially on a larger scale and say, listen, and say something really dumb. You know, I don't have anything in my head now, but saying something that is really out of context, um, you will never either get get hired or nobody will pay attention to you. Nobody will do business with you. So you can't be close. You got to educate yourself. That's the first thing. You got, that's the first tip. The second tip would be uh, um, combine it with action, combine it with action. And that means, um, again, if a person goes to real estate, it would be to the regular RE real estate. It would be single family homes, start investing, start doing stuff. But a person who has this passion to go larger, um, I would say a lot of people went through, you know, this whole single family home thing and then went to commercial real estate. And most of them are saying the same thing including myself, myself included, saying this is not necessarily the best career path because there's such a huge difference between this world and that world. The, the communication, the, the connections, the, the type of people, the type of knowledge base that you need to have there, you need to have there are so different. So what I would suggest as a second level is to immediately combine the education with action to try to get a position, an entry position that anyone could get. You know, yeah. anyone could get like, for example, a management, right? To, to work for management, there's so many landlords that have a lot of buildings uh, and a young person, I'm not talking about the guy who's older, that's going to be harder, but I did it when I was older. Yeah. So I, but I, so if you're crazy like me, so do it. But I'm saying if you are, <laughs> if you're not, if you know, it will be harder, but if for a young guy who's basically living in a, you know, a, it was a tw- imagine a 23, 24 year old guy. He's living in the, in the basement or living in, in, in the little apartment or with the parents, whatever, and living on mac and cheese because he doesn't eat vegetables ever, right? Well, who does, honestly? So this, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so this type of so this type of person, you know, get yourself together. You know, uh, this is your time to do it. Go get get yourself connected with the, with the, with some big landlord and say to them, I want to work and I want to be you know, I want to be a part of this company. I want to be a part of this thing and I'm willing to run around and they will give you assignments. Go get, collect this from here. Go get the municipality and get this document from this. Go get to my attorney. And just from running around guys and being in that environment, that office and listening and be the fly on the wall and the guy who runs around, you will learn a world. And that would be the best starter. Yeah. That would be the best start. In a year, you'll be in a whole different place. That's my, that's my tip. Awesome. That's good advice. So it's like book knowledge and then a little bit of street smarts too. You know, it's actually like getting Action. out there, getting your hands dirty, actually get getting into it a done. corporation, get yeah. into, uh, it doesn't have to be a huge one. Right. Uh, I would say, I would say the middle ground is the best because the huge corporation will take only those Ivy league kids, you know, 
and and those little guys that have like uh, you know uh, they could be big it's not so little they could have a lot of properties but it's a father and a son you know those type of uh, yep. companies yeah they, they will not hold you forever it's not a real operation that, to support you you need like a you know a normal office that you can actually interact with people and ask questions and get answers and uh, today it's a bit more challenging i wouldn't say it wouldn't but uh, you know if 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 you're a good you have good people skills and you know how to use zoom and you're you know you're relentless you could do it anyone yep. could do it yeah um so another question so we started this show out talking about the CRE shark show and and your podcast and yeah. you mentioned you mentioned a lot about linkedin and all that kind of stuff so um, 2020 was obviously a year where people were forced basically to spend a lot of time on those social media platforms. And I think I saw a stat yesterday that like, uh, LinkedIn usage was up like some crazy percent overall across the board, just because people had no real, no else, nowhere else to go. Um, right. so then you have somebody like you starting a podcast last year. I started a podcast last year. There are plenty of other people that started a podcast last year. A lot more people are posting stuff on LinkedIn, on Instagram, all these other places to try to drive some traffic to themselves and build a brand and, and all that. So obviously there was a lot of noise on these platforms, whether it was podcasts, social media, whatever. So how do you think your, um, your show and your uh, content and your brand was able to cut through that noise over the course of the last year? Um, I, you know what, um, I'm still at the beginning of that, meaning a year is not a long time, I wouldn't call it, you know, and I didn't start it, it's not going back for a year, a year is when I actually, uh, you know, everything stopped, and I had to restart. So yeah. it's not the podcast doesn't, it doesn't exist for a year, it's a much shorter period of time that it exists. Um, but for me, I would say, um, I'm less of a guy who looks, you know, when you're a race, when you're in a horse race, or when you're running, whatever you are doing, right? Yeah. Whatever you do, you look in the side. I, I didn't see Usain Bolt, you know, when he runs, <laughs> yeah. looking at the guys, oh, where am I? Oh my right. God, you know, all that stuff. I, I never saw that. He just run for it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just, I, I, I run forward. I, I, I do my very best. I learn from the best. I take the, you know, I listen to podcasts and I see what they do and I take tips from them to be not only a good real estate guy, but to be a podcaster because it's important to know how to run a show and to be interesting and to talk interesting and to actually interview people and to get good guests to the shows. Yeah. And uh, that, that's what I'm focused on. And uh, at the same time, starting with the marketing aspect, which I should definitely do more, but uh, that would, I'm, a lot of people talk about the marketing before they talk about the product. And I get that. And I'm not disagreeing with that. I think that it's a thing of a personality. Yeah. Uh, and I would, I would divide it between the marketers, those people who are a lot of rah-rah and uh, they're awesome. They're awesome. They're doing great. And the Elon Musk's, the people who don't do marketing at all, uh, which I don't agree with, but there's something to learn about that. The guy who goes and creates the best car in the world. Yeah. You know, that is actually something everybody says, eh, it's not going to happen. And it does happen, and it creates a missile that flies to the moon, you know, <laughs> and right. and it doesn't do any marketing, and and everybody wants him to, to, to listen to him because he's just so awesome. Yeah. So, I, I would say somewhere in between, you got to know how to market without a doubt. You have to be a marketer. Yeah, everybody has to be a marketer, but at right. the same time, um, you have to build a great product, and that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Awesome. Um. All right. So, 
we've gone through the last year, obviously kind of in this pivot mode, um, you know, starting something new, all that kind of stuff. So I was interested to kind of see like what kind of goals people have. So, you know, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you have a podcast, you have all the, yeah. the CRE courses. So what are some goals you have? Let's just take it for the next year because 2021, we got to get through this year before we can kind of move forward. So let's go exactly. maybe like, if there's anything that you have in your mind that you want to try to get to, or a goal that you want to achieve this year, what, what would that be? So, so that's a good question. So first of all, I have those things that I just told you. I'm working on them. I'm trying to get, they're still in, in, in the growing stage, right? They're still, still get them to grow, get them to be bigger and stronger. And uh, we're still, we still have a way to go with them. Um, I, would, I would go a little bit beyond because this is, this is something I'm still working on. Okay, great. But, you know, you can't take a real estate guy out of, out of, out of the real estate, of course. Um, the one thing I'm looking at, and I'm hearing it a lot in my show, and that's what I guess I'm focused on right now, is seeing where the mark, where the pack is, uh, Wayne Gretzky said, where the pack is going. And that I think this is the biggest question. And um, what I'm looking at, I'm looking at a lot of stats and um, seeing what's happening to the big cities. And I, I say this is related into where I am going or I want to go. That's part of my goals. Yeah. Uh, these are part of my goals. Um, but seeing, being a guy who actually did real estate mostly, meaning in my last position, I was focused on the tri-state area mostly, meaning I did some stuff in, in, in Columbus, Ohio, but it was, it was mostly, uh, you know, Brooklyn, Connecticut. That's where it was. Um, I think it's time and it's been time already for a few months to look elsewhere. And that's what I've been doing. I'm looking elsewhere. I think the market right now is pointing out of different places. So there are many ways to check those, you know, those type of things, meaning you check where the people are moving. We all know the exodus of Calif from California, New York yep. City, yep. you know, New York in general. Right. People are moving. We hear tons of people moving to Florida. So Florida obviously is a place, but we hear about Texas. We hear about Idaho. We hear about all bunch of places that people are moving to. And I'm paying very close attention to where the trend is and where things are going and the types of asset classes. I think that um, my next game, even though I was more aggressive value add or uh, development type of activity that was involved in, I think that right now it's the time to, uh, I would say, put, meaning the focus has to be where the pack is going, those cities, those things, those places, uh, more multifamily, meaning retail right now is, is, is a very dangerous game very dangerous game. Obviously there's a game for, and I interviewed a lot of retailers and I'm, I'm uh, you know, and it's very interesting to listen to them. Some, some of them are really top notch and they know what they're doing. And the net lease is a whole different ball game with pharmacies, yeah. a different ball game. Obviously there's a lot of value over there. I'm not saying that. And this also could be something that I'm looking at, but I'm saying in the future, I think multifamily core plus, that is where a, a lot of funds are going. And that's, that's the next game. So you're asking me, what is the future? Of course, I'm dealing with what I have now. I'm still making the road podcast, all the courses, everything. But once this is done and over, and it will be soon, please God, meaning that that will be yep. built up and start moving. Yep. And the, the development phase will pass. We'll get back to the real estate. And that's where I am looking at the new areas, looking at the new markets, uh, multifamily, mostly core plus. That would be the, the next thing. Awesome. 
All right. So let's um, we're going to move the show into uh, a closing segment, which we call under the spotlight. So uh, we've been talking for about 40 minutes or so, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, so maybe we've touched on it. Maybe we haven't. Maybe it's something that you think is really important. So they've listened to Mike Ham and Yushe Breslauer talk for 40 minutes on a lot of different subjects, podcasting, real estate, entrepreneurship, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we're going to put you under the spotlight. And we're going to get your final thought. Like, what is one thing you want the audience that listens to this episode to walk away from it with? Good question. So the one thing, um, I think I had an, uh, a conversation with my aunt um, a while back. And uh, she asked me, um, I, it was like a very difficult phase for me at the time. She asked yeah. me, um, how are you feeling with this? I said, you know, something... I don't know what will happen, but the one thing you could put in my tombstone never gave up. That's the one thing you can, you can say. And I, I would say um, that is my mantra all the time. And that is my, I would say, if you're talking about a last thought, there's so many obstacles all the time, whether yeah. it's pandemic, whether it's, you know, markets that are crashing, whether it's personal stuff that is happening to people, um, just don't give up. Just be relentless, never give up. Ne always, always get out of your head. That was that would be my my two cents. Meaning, this would be my two cents. Basically, we all have those thoughts in my in our brains of, you know, how hard it is. Let's stop doing it. Or okay, I'm tired now. Yeah, get a cup of tea. Get off. You know, get <laughs> off the wagon as we call it. You know, uh, and uh, get a cup of coffee, whatever you want to call it. But you know, get back into the game. And, and tell yourself that it's all great. It's all good. Keep on moving forward because good things will happen. So my tip to everybody, whoever is listening, as uh, to all the listeners is um, the sun will come out tomorrow. The sun will come out tomorrow. Uh, always be positive and never give up. Love that. Yeah, because last year, right? I mean, I mean, you. there was a lot of opportunities for a lot of people to just kind of give up and be like, this is just too hard to kind of deal with. Um, and I think it's just a testament, you know, you're living what you're preaching here is, you know, you started the podcast, you're, you're doing the whole pivot thing. And I think pivot sometimes like a overused word, but I mean, it's exactly what you're doing. I mean, you set this whole, you know, the courses and the podcast and the LinkedIn presence and all that kind of stuff is just, you know, tremendous and kind of making sure that you're set up to kind of get through it. So I think that's, that's awesome. So, um, all right. So where is, if people want to listen to the CRE shark show, because maybe you'll have Mike Cam as a guest one day. Um, where can they go yes, to go yes. listen to that? First of all, yes, we will have Mike Cam. So uh, I'll tell. You will, yeah. <laughs> where, 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 um, where people can find the Siri Shark Eye Show. First of all, um, uh, I'll give you links. You can put it where, wherever here, you know, on this show. Yep. Um, obviously, anyone who searches Ishai Breslauer can find me, Siri Shark Eye Show. I'm all over the LinkedIn uh, you, you search Jerry Shark, I show, we'll find it on YouTube. You'll find Yishai Breslauer on YouTube. You can find me on pretty much every social platform. Almost. We spoke before the show, we spoke about clubhouse. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not, but, yet. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. When it becomes Android, I'm not yeah. an Apple guy, but I'm saying when it comes to that point, yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it, and you, they can find you. Just go on any, any podcast, you know, any any platform, Spotify or iTunes or Google Podcast, whatever people listen to. All you have to do is just put my name down, CRE yep. Shark Eye Show or Ishai Breslauer, and you will find it. And that's cool. it. 
Awesome. Yeah. I'll make sure I put all those links in the show notes. Um, and for anybody that wants to get in touch with this show, uh, whether you want to be a guest here, us talk about a specific topic, you can go to the morning or email us at the morning at gmail.com. You this was awesome. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, and I can't Thank wait to so come much. on the shark eye show. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Of, of course. Of course. And everybody else. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. tell you about fat brother soap you know way back in the day and i'm talking caveman days humans used to bathe under roaring waterfalls under the clear blue sky now many of us are stuck in a tiny shower in overcrowded city and the guys over at fat brother soap have had about enough carefully selected by the fat brother himself these soaps contain all natural ingredients like sunflower coconut lemon and more remember it is never too late to leave boring mediocre body washes that are filled with chemicals behind and get back in touch with your inner caveman Go to fatbrothersoap.com to learn more and join the Fat Brother family. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Just a reminder that any views expressed in the morning spotlight are the views of the speaker and should not be construed to be the views of any other person, any employer, or any organization. Thank you. We'll see you next week.